0: The Let's Talk podcast was inspired by the MISD's Leadership and Empowerment Team, or LET for short. Our mission is to ensure that all students, regardless of race, culture, or gender, have an equitable learning environment so they can become the leaders they want to be. And now, here are your hosts, Daniel Norwood and Ted Madden. It's Episode 7 of the Let's Talk podcast, and today we're going to visit with Dr. Israel Garcia Jacinto, who is an assistant principal at Florence Elementary. We'll introduce ourselves like we always do. My name is Ted Madden. I work for the communications department of MISD, and I'm a video producer and a 47-year-old white man.
1: And I'm Daniel Norwood, social studies coordinator for the district and a leader on the LET team, and I'm a 38-year-old black man.
2: This is Dr. Israel Garcia. Uh, I'm an assistant principal at Florence Elementary, and I'm a 38-year-old uh Spanish
0: Give us some history. How you got here, how you you know, when you came to the district, and what to to the point where we are today, what you do now? Okay. Twelve years ago, not only I switched
2: careers, um, I started as a as a lawyer. I was I was a lawyer in Mexico. Uh I was I were I practiced fiscal law during five years at Deloitte and Touche services, legal services in my hometown in Leon, Guanajuato back then, you know, I had this, I had this hobby after I finished my, my, you know, my shift or my time in, in my, at at my office, I would just cross the street and I'll give, you know, classes to, at the university of my hometown. And so that was my hobby. That was where I would release all my stress. That's what I would, you know, talk to my, Mm -hmm. my students about, you know, their aspirations. And so later the hobby started becoming the passion. And so, you know, next thing I know, I received this email from my university saying, hey, there's there's an opportunity of becoming an alternative certified educator in Texas. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, well, let's give it a try. You know, me liking studies and just kind of pursuing my, you know, my studies and my career, I decided to give it a, a try. Two years later, I'm saying to my mom and my dad, hey, guys, um, I'm moving to Texas. I'm moving to Texas. I want to be an educator over there. Let me give it a try. And so uh, my parents, of course, were not thrilled about the whole idea. My father especially, he at that point was the uh, CEO of his own accounting firm. And he basically asked me, you're moving where to do what? Who's going to open the legal services at, at the firm? and i'm thinking you know that um, give me the chance give me a chance um, if it doesn't happen i can always come back you know if it if it if it's not if it's not what i what i want but i would like to give it a try there's something about these that is really it it feels like a calling so let me you know let me give it a try so that was 12 years ago that was back in 2008 so i started at gray elementary as a bilingual fourth grade teacher from day one I, I knew I wanted to become an administrator. I probably didn't know the path that I needed to go through in order to become a, a, a principal. But I knew, you know, I, I want to do everything in my hands to, to make it work. And so my first year, oh, my gosh, yeah, culturally, professionally, a big shock. However, I had uh, wonderful people, wonderful people around me. That, that, that became the first sign that I was in the right place. Uh, I remember my team. Uh, my fourth grade team and my administrators. There was there. There's one phrase uh, that I that today to this day I still remember. They say, "Israel, we're not gonna let you drown. We're not gonna let you drown." And they they didn't. They held me through the first year, and so thanks to so much support, came back to Mexico. Uh, to share my to share with my parents that i that I was loving this that i I wanted to stay i say dad this is this is what i want to do this this feels right i want to stay i want to stay I, will, I would like to dedicate my life to education so anyway, so came back got married in two thousand and nine came back to continue my second year and during my second year I was able to to get my own house you know after saving during my first year, I was here by myself, so um uh, so I was able to save, save enough to move to my house. And I'm sharing you, I'm sharing this with you because you know, after I got our house, I call my folks and I say, hey guys, you know, my mom and my dad, my brother, my sister, I say, let's have, let's spend Christmas at my night, at my at my house. I would like to have you all guys as a family. And I would like us to, you know, say our blessings. We usually uh, say our blessings during Christmas Eve. And uh, I want you to know my, you know my place and the things that I have done over the past almost two years. So we did. We had a, a great evening, a great Christmas Eve, and my dad right there tells me, "Hey, Israel, I want you to know that I'm proud of you." And those words, you got it. You got to know my father. He would not give you those words just for free. You have to earn them. And he say, "I'm proud of you." So meaningful moment, right? To the point that I'm thinking, okay, hey, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's let let's have you know Christmas Eve again, and this time I'm gonna have everybody's you know what everybody likes, you know what what they like to drink, what they like to eat. It's gonna be fabulous. It's gonna be amazing. And so we prepare for 2011. So 2011 uh, Christmas Eve at the Garcias. my at my house. Uh, and so you know November it's is there, and and I'm preparing everything. Uh, and so, two weeks before my um, my my family will will be here, I received this call from my from my brother, and he says, um, "Israel, uh, I need you to be very strong." And I knew, I knew it was going to be my my mom and my dad. I mean, he doesn't say just you don't say that. You know, you need to be strong just for for nothing. And 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 he repeated, he said, "I need to be very strong." I said, what's going on? Well, he said, Israel, um, my dad is no longer with us. Dad, I, I'm just, I, I i cannot believe what I just heard. I said, what are you talking about? He wasn't sick. He he was supposed to be here in two weeks. You, you're all supposed to be here in two weeks. He said, I need you to grab, you know, the first plane. Come here, I will explain you. Uh, long story short, he, he was murdered, uh, uh, attempted robbery, and, you know, so, you know, that, that destroyed, you know, my life. Went back to Mexico, and I'm just trying to believe what I'm going through. Instead of having my family come over for Christmas again, I'm saying goodbye to my father. And I got to tell you, I'm a man of God. And I'm thinking at that time, what are you trying to tell me? And those words came back. I'm proud of you, Israel. I'm proud of you and what you've done with your life. And so that was my little push. That was the push that I needed to come back. Because I, I, I was planning to stay. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was planning to stay and just take care of my mom and just be there with my family. But I came back to finish what I started. Because if he said he was proud of me, then I needed to really earn those words. So I came back. Finished a very difficult year again. Support of my administrator, support of my 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 fellow teachers, my friends. Everybody was there for us. Years later, I, I finished my master degree, and so I became a an assistant principal, and so that's where I've been, you know, for the past six years, uh, sharing the administration with Ladonna Gali, my principal, and with a wonderful team of edu- educators and every year is just another sign you know you know how you feel after after you gain experience you start feeling different you start growing in the profession and so you know that happened that happened to me as well and so every year i feel i'm finally understanding what what the message was uh, i'm sharing my story because i i have a point the point is, um, when I share my story, I don't, that doesn't make me no hero. That doesn't make me, you know, I don't, I don't look for pity. The reason why I share this story is because I finally understand that as educators, we have the power to become what my father was for me. He said those words, I'm proud of you. And I didn't know how much those words were going to be, were going to help me. To come back and continue what I what I've done this past you know twelve years, um, and I feel like every every day we have the power to become that person, to have those those relationships, to have those to share those words, um, to have those actions, and become the mast become the solid rock of someone um, that is going to need it you know in the future. I felt like that was a lot, guys. But that's kind of like my story in a nutshell.
1: You speak about the power of affirmation. And I know on your campus, you motivate students daily, I'm sure. And I know we have so many different populations of students, so many different ethnicities, so many nationalities. What are some of the challenges that you've seen students face who – like your story may be coming from a different country.
2: Wow, that's a great question, Danielle. I think that you know, as as an educator who's been here longer than ten years, not only I recognize, I think that we all we all recognize that the challenges that our families have to overcome in order to even be here in this in this country. I mean, you're talking about a. a a school district where the majority is, um, comes from Hispanic roots. And so as part of the Hispanic community, I know that a lot of our parents, you know, face a number of fears. Uh, immigration, mm-hmm. uh, language barrier, uh, and so many other barriers that hinder our community from becoming more involved in a school. And we have so much that we can do. And the first thing that we can do is with a good understanding of those barriers, we can be those those agents of, of change. We can be that person that says, hey, I understand. I understand your past. But let me empower you with my actions. Let's take it up. Let's take it up." Let's take it up a, a little. How, how does it say? Um, let's take it up step a step further. Step further. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of just me trying to encourage you with words, let me encourage you with actions. That's the reason why I decide to finish my doctoral studies. Because I don't want to be, I just I, I don't want to be just a preacher. I want to be somebody who people will look at and say, hey, he was able to do it. He was able to overcome those barriers, and he was able to finish those studies, uh, get into that position, uh, do you know whatever whatever I'm doing. I think that the first, the, the priority of a leader is to be the example. That's how we can empower our our young students, our community, and not only Hispanic community. Uh, I'm talking about other groups. You know, we have that's the beauty of mesquite. We have. Our community is, is is so vast, and in our community we have just many 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 groups. and I think that it takes to understand a little bit of our history and with that understanding, we can be we can empower them by you know pushing them with our example again to be more. You
0: talked about overcoming barriers, mm-hmm. one of the main jobs of of the let committee is to remove those barriers for students of color. Guys like me could point at you and say that's how you do it. You're an immigrant, you've got uh, this tragic past with your father, but you know what? You got to work and you did it and you're a success story. Why can't everybody like you do it that way? So where's the line between removing barriers while also challenging students to overcome barriers? That's a
2: good question. And I think, let, let me answer that question with, with something that a dear friend shared with me. She said, you have to know who you are, but most important, you have to know whose you are. All of us have a history. Every time that I, that I talk to my students, I, I, have a, I have a group of students. It's called the Oxford group. And it's a it's a group of male, act, very active students from from all all my schools, from all grade levels, and these are these are students who usually get in trouble. And I had that group because that helps me creating relationships with them. And so by the time that you know little Johnny got in trouble, I already have a relationship. He knows who Mr. Garcia is, and when I say, hey man, let's let's sit, let's sit for a second, let's talk. I know that little Johnny's going to listen to me cuz he knows he knows Mr. Garcia. I have a relationship with him and he he believes in in what I have to say, you know, most of the time. But I always tell them, know your past, know your history, know your parents, know your grandparents. Know those roots that put you where you are. Again, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the person that I am if I wouldn't believe in what my father you know shared with me on that christmas eve and the effort that my mother put in every accomplishment that i that i have and i always share with with my students so let's talk about your dad your dad works in construction man that's not an easy job your mom she cleans houses or your mom is the only one provider and she has two jobs your grandma, you know, has to split her check to make sure that everybody's got, you know, what they need. And so understand the people that is behind you, supporting you. Understand their history. And understand that they they have options. They could simply say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a different way here. But no, they have decided, they've decided to support you, they've decided to stand by you to push you to reach higher levels. If you know that, then it's easier to think about your challenges as opportunities and say, Hey, if my father works from eight in the or seven, six in the morning until, you know, six in the evening, and my mother cleans house after house after house. If they do all these for me, then I have to honor what they have given me, and I have to overcome my barriers. I think that there's a critical component in knowing your history, knowing, knowing whose you whose you are, mm-hmm. because if you understand where you're coming from, you're going to be able to honor that history, but you're going to be able to Reach for higher levels. And that's how you can overcome all those barriers that you will have. No one goes, I, I don't care what ethnicity you have, you're going to be tested in this life. You're going to have a number of barriers. And hopefully you have in your, in your school, you have in your family, one person you trust, and they can become that that source of inspiration so you can overcome your barriers.
1: I know this month is Hispanic Heritage Month, a great mm-hmm. month. And the LET committee actually created some resources on our district webpage uh, for teachers with um, resources, books, and that kind of thing. Let me ask you this, though. How can teachers not only celebrate Hispanic Heritage just for the month of you know, September and October, but, you know, as they look at their student body, which in Mesquite we're looking at, what, 60, 65 percent, mm-hmm. how do we honor that? culture uh, and those traditions and and all of it um, and affirm our students throughout the entire year as opposed to just just throughout the month what what kind of things would you suggest
2: one of our core values is is commitment to community and when you look at mesquite you see a number of pro- a number of programs that the mesquite community hosts in order to celebrate those bonds that we have uh, we have a number of celebrations in our schools, you know, with our Hispanic heritage, and you're right, you know, they, they happen to be very, you know, the presence of those celebrations happens in those in those months. However, I don't think that this is this is a waste effort. Just the fact that you know the mesquite community is taking the time to. To celebrate, you know, to celebrate the Hispanic community is huge, and is carried out in the following months. I see it uh, from the very moment that our young students take their own traditions into our campus, and I'm talking about the way they dress, and I'm talking a bit about you know what what they eat, what we all eat. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't like tamales, <laughs> and uh, you know, in our community, and then you know our our We have a a group of uh, parents at our school, and I'm sure it's, it's similar in other schools, where parents will have one day and serve the teachers with delicious pozole. And and then we have one mom that, you know, she's from El Salvador, and she always brings us pupusas for the office, you know, things like that. I think that the impact that the mesquite is doing it goes, it goes beyond those months because to me it's, it's a door. It's the door that you're leaving open for the community. And it empowers them to, number one, to serve and show gratitude because that's what I've seen in our community. You know, um, it's almost like they are telling us, you are hosting these celebrations. You are recognizing who we are, but then in return, you know, we have so much to give. And and that's the way they give out to to the community. You know, you talk about resources and books, and you know, not not only I've seen it in the bilingual department, I've seen it in you know in in students in Gen Ed, where the materials and the content, you know, in English language arts or in any other subject, has to do with you know with with, a his, with the Hispanic community. Well, that's that's also empowering. That allows. Other groups to see the beautiful traditions that we have, and that allows them to learn from one another. And again, right now we're talking about Hispanic community, but I also, but but I also see it with other groups where we get to learn about, you know, history and traditions, and um, and even tra- tragedies that have shaped the the culture, and that allowed us to understand understand our community and to also understand the reasons why you know some of these people will do what they do in order to honor their history and in order to make their voice heard
0: if that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing your story and thanks for coming in to talk with us hey guys thank you so much it was an honor that's florence elementary assistant principal dr israel garcia jacinto Next week, we'll visit with Russ Weeks, the advanced academic coordinator in the district. For Daniel Norwood, I'm Ted Madden. Let's talk again next week.